Welcome, Oliver Anderson, to the Bromley Buzz podcast. Hello. It's great to be here. I love the way you started there by putting a hand up, which really works well for radio. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I've not done it before, so yeah, all right. right. Anyway, I told you... I told you I was going to get to the point nice and quickly. Firstly, uh, you're a musician who's grown up in Bromley, singer-songwriter. And secondly, on the 23rd of December, after this uh, goes out, you have a single going out uh, called Surrender. Tell me about the single, Oliver. So the single was written about my experience with a toxic and unhealthy relationship and kind of what that did to my mental health. and I just wanted to serve as some kind of comfort for people who might still find themselves in a situation like that, or maybe who have just come out of a situation like that and still might be a bit heartbroken about it because it can leave you in a, in a bit of state. Um, so yeah, that that was it was written probably about a year and a half ago now. So I'm in a better place than I was. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Did you start writing during the relationship or after? After. I, I always find that... Um, I can't I can't quite articulate my feelings when I'm feeling them and until I can have a clear head about it um so my current girlfriend when I was writing the song thought I was writing about her you know but I wasn't I was in a better place and it allowed me to it allowed me to uh to take the um time to write the song about my previous relationship I bet you corrected that impression really quickly I did I made sure <laughs> she knows from now on a depressing song is not about her it's all good and one final question on the song itself. Um, what is the surrender to? So the surrender, essentially the lyric is, I surrender to my breaking heart. It's me giving in to my feelings and myself. Um, and so I, I just thought surrender was a really nice and evocative word to use as the title when I thought I'll use that. Because um, it really did say how I was feeling. It left me helpless. And, and, and yeah, I just surrendered. I get, I'd given up. Well, you've gone down the very um, frequently used um, approach of um, biographical, autobiographical songs. And I know you were on um, my co-presenter, Zenat Narani's Mindset Matters podcast, talking about mental health before. Um, yeah. So have you any follow-up songs in mind and uh, anyone, any of them likely to be cheerful as well? Yes. <laughs> so I've got, I've got six follow-up songs coming out in 2023. Cool. Um, the, the first two of them I know which order they'll be in so it'll be Aftershock which is another quite um, talking about mental health but but it's also a lot more upbeat and then Red City which is just a party song it's just going to be a lot of fun there's not a massive message behind it it's just it's just a, a, a upbeat light-hearted song that one coincidentally I've just been doing some PR with the tour of a Canadian musician called Chris Antonick and uh, his recent songs were also about Toxic relationship, in his case, a marriage as well. Um, but that's uh, for the future for you, perhaps. Uh, hopefully you have a marriage you won't feel compelled to write anything dreadful about. <laughs> um, anyway, where can people find yeah, your music so. and your identity online, Oliver? So I'm on all social media platforms as Oliver underscore Anderson 18 and um, on all streaming platforms just as Oliver Anderson. So Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Okay, and is this your very first single? This is my first single that I've paid to have professionally produced. The the singles that I've got out now, there's one called Drifting, which uh, was on Mindset Matters, and that was produced by myself, and, and I'm proud of it, but this 
is a step up for me. I, I see this as kind of the next step in my career. It's actually professional now. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, I think it would be nice to um, uh, touch upon one of the things that helped you in this direction, which was um, winning a Bromley's Got Talent earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. So how did you actually hear about it in the first place? And um, what did it feel like winning the thing? So I heard about it through one of the um, people who work with your Bromley, who put the, the whole thing on. I was busking in Bromley High Street and she approached me and said, hey, why don't you put your name forward to, to sign up for this, um, this competition? So I did. And I performed in front of in front of Matt Terry, which is really cool, a previous X Factor winner from Bromley. And winning it was just, it was incredible. My girlfriend was in the crowd. Some of my friends were in the crowd. And when they said my name, it never happened before. I've never won a raffle in my life. I've never won anything like that kind of thing, you know? Uh, so hearing that the first time was like, wow. So I must've done something right. I was, I was just, it just didn't feel real. I was buzzing for a good two weeks. <laughs> Brilliant. And, uh, you know, well done to the Bromley bid, your Bromley for putting you on there. And uh, um, yes, congratulations again on the win. Thank you very much. All right. So you're a Bromley young man. Uh, tell me about your life. Give us the um, Oliver life story. So I was born in Farnborough Hospital, <laughs> where I'm sure uh, all my friends were born. So at Bromley, I went to school in Bromley, I went to St. Mark's, and then I went to Ravensbourne School as well, where I did a bit of music, but honestly, it killed my passion. So I left that school. Growing up in Bromley, obviously, I watched the lights go on a lot. And recently, I did. I, I actually performed at the lights turning on, which was just so cool for me. Um I don't know, Bromley for me is just kind of where everything started. I went to school, secondary school in Bromley, and when I dropped out of secondary school, no no fault of the school itself, uh, I started busking. So in Bromley, <laughs> as, as I say, everything everything I've done so far has been in Bromley. Um, so yeah, I started busking, and it, it's from that point that, that I started my music career. So yeah. And what made you take the, um, frankly, almost balmy decision to be a full-time musician? It being one of the most <laughs> unreliable trades ever that is that exists. I've always really enjoyed it. And as soon as I started making a bit of money from busking, I thought, OK, uh, I can, you know, I can do this more. I'll get a better amp, I'll get better equipment and I'll, I'll start making a bit of money from it. So I think the good thing about being a musician for me is... A lot of people will say, you know, you, you don't get gigs and it's really hard to do this and that. Now, in the, in December, for example, now, agreed, horrible. <laughs> the mm. worst decision I've ever made in my life. But when I can busk, I can just decide how much I make in a month. I can, I, you know, I can go out and I can be like, right, I'll stay out for four hours or until I make this amount. And so I am in complete control of my finances at that point. You know, and it's really, it's really freeing. I can work whenever I want. So I guess, and, and I enjoy it. So for those reasons, that's why I decided to take the leap into full time. And I believe your first festival was also a local one. Yeah, it was Priory Live in Orpington. Oh, it was so good. It was, it was so cool in, in, in August. That was... Well, they had a, a... Were you on the big stage? I was. I was on the main stage. They had um, Scouting for Girls as the headliner which is just so amazing to know that I was playing on the same stage as, as these legends would be as well. Yeah, well, I hope you get some more going forward. You've got, uh, you know, weeks uh, before the summer. So with any luck, more festival bookings to come. Um, I hope so. 
Yeah, tell me, what's it been like being a musician in Bromley on the whole? I don't know much about what the scene is here. Uh, you alluded to your school experience and not entirely loving that from the sound of it. Um, did yeah. you actually learn much music at school or are you more self-taught? Um, so at school, I'm more self-taught, really. But but in sixth form, I did a little bit of music technology, which allowed me to kind of create little demos and drafts of my music on Logic. Um, but it killed my passion for music because the teachers, you know, if you're listening, sorry, but it, you weren't, it, it didn't help. So I left and I, and I started busking. But honestly, the busking community and the, and the music community in Bromley as a whole is just amazing. Bromley really looks after its musicians, I have to say. I mean, they put on the Bromley's Got Talent and, and they've really been helping me out since then. Um, and the buskers, we all get along really nicely and there's a nice open mic community. So it's really cool. Yeah, I know... Um, I've met a couple of the buskers. Um, you may have bumped into uh, I Am Coffee, uh, who's a, a really good singer. No idea whether he's around here, but he can sing. Yeah, he is a brilliant singer. He he does stay for a long time, <laughs> to say, but he is a brilliant singer, so he he's earned every right to do so. Yeah. Um, have you played many of the actual venues in the borough so far, um, the various pubs and clubs and things? Yeah, I've played, I've played in the Barrel and Horn, uh, in the Swan, which is at the top, and in the railway. There's a few places around. I do a lot in Orpington, um, in the Beech Tree, which is just such a lovely venue. They are so nice there. Um, and they've given me a monthly gig, so I do a lot of that. Oh, in musical terms, that's a residency you have there. Yeah, and it's it's brilliant. <laughs> it is, and it's right at the start of the month, so it sets me up nicely to be able to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, I want to see uh, the band Hell on Tap. Have you bumped into them yet? I think they're local. I don't think I have them. Yeah, they're uh, rock covers. Okay. Mm. I'm not sure I've yeah. heard of them yet. Yeah, I think they appear at um, some of the same places you've been talking about as well. Um, okay, I'll have to go to more of them. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, I had a, a positive experience of, of music in a local school years ago myself which is I was helping my daughters look for what school to go to next. And I went past uh, a music room and uh, children were playing um, one of the tracks by ACDC. I could hear the chords coming out. That was very cheering. Yeah, exactly. To give people an idea, who do you sound like, if anyone, and um, who your influences have led you to where you are musically? So I, I always say I, well, I always hope that I um, that I sound reminiscent of Paolo Nutini. I, I think I've taken a lot of inspiration from him. Um, people like Hosier for the lyrics, the lyricism that he has, it's just poetic. Um, a little bit of Lewis Capaldi and Ed Sheeran, because obviously, you know, when you write a ballad, it, it's going to sound like mainstream and commercial kind of stuff. So a bit of that. Um, but I think mainly Paolo Nutini has been the biggest influence. People like him and Damien Rice. And um, at the moment, you're a singer-songwriter, a man and a guitar. Uh, do you have any plans to go down the full band route? I'm in talks with a few of my friends about it, but I'm not 100% sure yet because I want to see how these singles play out over the next year or two. Um, but probably collaborate with them up until that point and see how we feel. In the near future, you've still got a nice string of Bromley gigs coming up so people will be able to see you around here. 
Right. Well, thank you for your time and uh, congratulations on Britain's Got Talent. Britain's Got Talent. You can do that too. Romney's uh, <laughs> Got Talent. Congratulations thank on that. And on the single on the 23rd. And uh, I hope it does very well for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you.